still very wet. I think I'm probably a combination of 80% water coming off the mist trail and 20% sweat. We've gone about a mile and a half, I'm guessing. We made it to the top of Verna Falls. Very intense to get to this point. Uh, straight uphill hiking and then, I don't know, 300 steps? Seemed like more. But we're doing well. Water supply is good. Food supply is good. We're making great time. Maybe the only disadvantage is we're going too fast. So we're gonna take some more breaks as we go. And our next stop will be Nevada Falls. Hi everybody, my name is Shauna and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi everybody and welcome back. In that introduction, you heard a man talking about his experience hiking Half Dome. And Half Dome is an iconic rock structure that you'll find in Yosemite National Park in California. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what it's like to hike Half Dome and also what you can do in Yosemite National Park. If you're interested in watching the video about hiking Half Dome, I will provide the link in the transcript. For now, though, I'd like to start this episode by telling you a joke. Actually, it's a one-liner. So, have you ever heard the story about the hill? I couldn't get over it. <laughs> All right, let me repeat that. Have you ever heard the story about the hill? Right, hill being a small mountain. I couldn't get over it. Do you understand it? So, there's actually a double meaning here of the verb, full phrasal verb, to get over. The first meaning is literal. To get over a hill means to make it up the hill, right? A small mountain and to the other side. For example, San Francisco in California is known for its hills. Some of my friends need to press the gas in their cars really hard to get over the hills. In other words, to make it up them and to the other side. The second meaning of to get over means to move on or to accept a situation that cannot be changed. Many times we use to get over to describe news or events that are difficult to believe or forget. So here's a little bit of a serious example. I can't get over the loss of my grandpa. In other words, I can't accept it. I can't forget about it. I can't recover or recuperate from it. Let's hear the joke one more time. Have you heard the story about the hill? I couldn't get over it, right? So in other words, I couldn't make it up the hill and to the other side. And maybe perhaps I couldn't forget the story about the hill or I couldn't believe it. Of course, there's going to be an expression in every episode and uh, get over it is actually a really great expression, a very common expression in American English. So let's continue with some more examples and use some different tenses so that you get used to this expression. For example number one, and this is a personal little story. From 2012 to 2014, I lived in New York. At the time, I wrote a list of the things I wanted to do before I turned 30, one of them being investing on the stock market. So after listening to some friends' advice, 
I invested $1,000 in a company called Global Star. Within a matter of a week, the stock price plummeted. In other words, it dropped suddenly. And I was devastated. It took a while to get over the money I lost. In other words, it took a while to accept the fact that I lost $1,000. I had to get myself to get over it. I told myself, Shauna, get over it. Forget about it. The money is gone. Um, example number two. Let's imagine that you dated the same guy or the same girl for eight years and broke up with him when you caught him cheating on you. You saw him kissing another girl in the park. Six months later, your friend asks you, how have you been doing since the breakup? And is curious to know, are you over your ex? Have you gotten over your ex? In other words, have you forgotten him? Have you accepted the breakup? Have you recovered fully? You answer, no, I can't get over him. I can't forget him, right? I can't stop thinking about my ex-boyfriend. I can't recover. Our relationship is still in my head. Your friend might say, get over him. Forget about him. He's a dirt bag. He cheated on you. Recover already. Get over him. Example number three. Imagine you are a star soccer player and have the chance to play in the World Cup. The day your team is playing in the semifinals, you accidentally score a goal on your own goalie or on your own goalkeeper. You scored for the other team. The goal that you scored for the other team made them win the game. And you're horrified, right? You leave the field very upset blaming yourself for the loss. Weeks afterwards, you can't get over the mistake. In other words, you can't forget about the mistake you made. You talk to your teammates and they tell you, get over it or you will end up ruining your entire career, right? Forget about it. Move on. All right, let's go through each individual word of the expression, get over it. As you may know, the verb get in English is very common. In fact, it can actually be used in a variety of different ways, as well as with many phrasal verbs. Let's start with the four most common ways I use the verb get, and that is for receive, arrive, become, and buy. So for receive, I could say I got 10 presents on my birthday. In other words, I received 10 presents on my birthday. Or, I get about 75 emails in my inbox every day. I receive 75 emails. For arrive, I use get all the time. For example, I get home at 7 p.m. every night. It's not as common to say I arrive home. I use arrive more with long-distance travel. For example, when does your flight arrive? When does your bus arrive from that other city? But get really common. So for example, if you're going over to your friend's house, you might say, hey, when I get there, can we have some coffee? Next thing is the verb become. I might say, I get sick every winter. I wouldn't say I become sick every winter. I say I get sick every winter. Your state of being, the way you feel changes. I get nauseous on roller coasters, right? I get sick. I want to throw up. Another one is buy, 
right? So have you gotten anything for your mom for Christmas? Have you gotten anything? In other words, have you bought anything for your mom? Next word is over, right? So get over it. Over is the opposite of under. So you go over a bridge. So that's that. And then it, of course, it is the situation that you are getting over, the thing you are forgetting about, right? So if you're trying to get over a loss, right, the loss is the it. So let's go ahead and do a listen and repeat exercise so you can practice your pronunciation. Repeat after me, get. Get over. Get over it. Just so you can hear a little bit slower, get over it. Right, when a word ends in a T and the next word is a vowel, you will hear a flap T, right? That's a T that sounds like a very fast D. Get over, get over, get over, get over it, right? And at the ends of the words, if it ends in a T and there's nothing that follows, many times you'll have a stop T, it, it, it. We kind of press air out of our mouth and stop, right? We don't really hear that T sound at the end, it. All right, so let's talk about Yosemite. Yosemite was listed as one of the UNESCO World Heritage Sites in 1984, and actually it's one of the most visited national parks in the United States. According to National Geographic, over 4 million people come to see Yosemite each year. And if you think about the geography of California, it's kind of a, I don't even know what shape it is, to be honest, but it's located right next to Nevada, a little bit inland, and it's at the heart of the Sierra Nevada mountain range. But what makes it so special? Well, other than the fact it's stunning, there are a lot of things to do and see there. And one of them I mentioned in the beginning is hiking Half Dome. We'll start with that. And then from there, we'll talk a little bit about the sequoias and some other fun things that you can see while you're in Yosemite. Half Dome is actually made of granite rock, and these rock formations are all over Yosemite. It's not just Half Dome. El Capitan is another one that's very famous, and they were formed deep within the Earth's surface and exposed over thousands of years by erosion and ice age glaciers. So you can still see the impact of these glaciers. You'll see the kind of U-shaped canyons, a lot of jagged peaks. Uh, waterfalls. There are actually two glaciers still in Yosemite that you can visit, although they say that the Lyle Glacier will disappear by the year 2020. Half Dome is 4,800 feet above Yosemite Valley and about 8,800 feet above sea level. So the elevation is pretty high. If you have altitude sickness, it might not be a great place to go. Um, One of the great things about Half Dome is that it can be hiked and about 225 hikers can do it per day. In order to make it to the top, the hikers need to actually apply from March 1st to March 31st and it's a lottery and about 50 are given out on the day of. If you're an experienced hiker or you're in really good shape, this might be a hike for you. It's a 14 to 16 mile So in other words, 22 to 26 kilometer round trip hike. 
that could take up to 10 to 12 hours of hiking. So in order to get down the mountain before it gets dark, you need to start hiking around 3.30 in the morning or 4 o'clock. And of course, it's great to be prepared. You have to make sure you have those good hiking shoes, band-aids, gallons of water, snacks, and a headlamp just in case you are still out there when it gets dark. And many who reach the summit or the peak, we also say, say it's worth it for the panoramic views and the scenic trails. But once you get to the top section of hiking through trails and going through mist and seeing a bunch of waterfalls, you get to a point where you need to climb up with cables. The side of Half Dome that you're climbing up, it's not 100% vertical, but it is incredibly steep. And so these cables run all the way up the side of it and you need special gloves (laughs) in order to kind of scale that backside of that rock. So once you're done on the trail, there are a ton of other things that you can do in Yosemite. As I mentioned before, there are falls you can see. And actually, according to the U.S. Department of the Interior, Yosemite is home to one of the tallest waterfalls in the world, 100% the tallest waterfall in the U.S., uh, and that's Yosemite Falls. Also at the park, you'll find the giant sequoias. Sequoias are the world's most massive trees, and they can get up to be about 50 to 85 meters tall which is about 164 to 279 feet. And the trunk of the tree can have a diameter, right? And the diameter is the length running directly through a circle. So directly through the trunk of a tree and can range from six to eight meters. So 20 to 26 feet. The record trees have measured up to 94.8 meters tall or 311 feet. Now, General Sherman is the largest known living tree in the world, and it is a sequoia, but you need to travel south to Sequoia National Park to see it. That's south of Yosemite. Other than that, if you do go to Yosemite, you can also go fishing, you can go biking, you can do artwork. There are a lot of painters who paint the meadows and the different animals, the landscape. You could go horseback riding. You can also do winter sports if you're there in winter time. So they do have places to go ice skating. They have the slopes that you can ski on. You can go snowboarding or sledding. And um, of course, if you're there in summertime, you have the option of going rafting or just getting an inflatable inner tube and floating around. (laughs) That's what I always do. Best thing is to, in my opinion, is to go camping. So after you pitch a tent, You can spend the day swimming in those rivers, hiking, roasting marshmallows for s'mores, or doing whatever sort of camping activity you like. Now, at nighttime, it's a wonderful place to go stargazing, so to look at the stars above, because they're extremely bright. There's no light pollution in or around Yosemite. If you're lucky when you're stargazing, it might also be possible to see a moonbow. Now, what's a moonbow? So a moonbow is a lunar rainbow. So just as like the sunlight comes and produces a regular rainbow with the sun and the rain, if the moon is bright enough, moonlight can also produce rainbows right near waterfalls usually. So if you go to a waterfall at nighttime and the moon is bright, check for those moonbows. 
You also might run into a bear. Yosemite is famous for its nighttime campsite visits by black bears, um, which can also be brown. <laughs> um, but don't worry, it's unlikely that they'll attack you if you're around other people. Just make sure you store your food properly in the bear lockers that they provide. One of the most important things you should know is that high season, in other words, the time that most tourists come to Yosemite, is from May to October. That's when about 77% of its annual visitors come, mostly in July and August. So if you want to be there without the crowds, make sure to come in other times of the year. It's probably also good to make a reservation for a campsite. If you go onto the website, they open up for reservations four months in advance. There is also the option to show up the day of, but you need to be there very early in the morning at the crack of dawn and be there with a bunch of other eager camp visitors who are ready to camp out too. I highly recommend staying in Yosemite for a few nights at least. There are so many different things to do and see. And in my opinion, it is one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful place in the United States. So until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.